And now, from the Spinnaker Radio Studios, critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent films, your host, Ben Gordon. Please, please, that's enough. Imaginary people that are applauding me. Thank you. I know you don't exist, but it still makes me feel good. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am Doc G, and normally this is where I say with me as always is Eric Cirillo, but sadly, Eric is out this week. He had other assignments to do in the broadcasting world. He is a wanted man, everybody, and no matter how many zeros we pay him, and I mean we pay him zero, he still couldn't take us up on it. He had other obligations, but... Hopefully, he will be back next week. But regardless whether or not Eric is here, we have a fantastic show for you listeners out there. We're still going to do the new segment, Who's Wearing Their Birthday Suit? I'm going to ask you guys, the listeners, the questions. And hopefully, by the end of the show, you will have guessed who is wearing their birthday suit. We've also got a new segment called Rip from the Headlines. We've got fitness news. We've got our sports update of NCAA football. We've got a commentary on LeBron James. We've got our funky moment. And of course, in our outro, we have the Timmy Tebow update. It's going to be a great show. But before we get to all that, I did want to share with you guys a recent moment of self-discovery I had. Oh. Uh, It's how to tell whether or not you're old as crap. Hmm. Let me explain. So the other day, I was walking through campus. And as I was walking, I see this girl, and I was immediately like, (gasps) I know her. Turns out I didn't. But... The girl looked exactly like this girl I had known like 10 years ago. I mean, exactly. So much so that I started walking beside her, even though my destination was in the opposite direction. And it wasn't because I was being a creeper. It was because I was fascinated. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Sort of like the same way as if you were to see a Prius with an NRA sticker. You'd be like, what? Isn't that a hybrid? But they've got a National Rifle Association bumper sticker? Really? Sweet. That's the way I was looking. I was just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then it finally came to me. I've been around too long to continually see unique faces. God had to say, I'm taking a break. Basically, he said, holy me, I've shown you like five million different faces. I can't keep showing you different ones. I'm gonna have to do a repeat every now and then, and if you notice, I can't really help it, all right? It's just something you're gonna have to deal with. Once you see that person that makes you go, wow, that person looks exactly like so-and-so that I used to know. That's your cue that you've turned 
old as crap. Uh-huh. Because that's your cue that basically God ran out of different faces. And he was like, you know what? I got a... Yeah, one, you know, one that looks the exact same as the other. How many people are on Earth? Like seven billion? Yeah, if I throw in one every five million that looks the same as another, who really cares? Come on, it's not that important. Live with it. You've just got that old. That's basically what's happening. Because let's be honest, this isn't happening to a lot of third graders around the world. Nope. It's not like there's a third grader out there right now being like, Hey, have you noticed? Our teacher looks almost exactly like my neighbor. It's banana sandwich. Have you seen how identical they are? Let's, like, I mean, let's Google two of their pictures. That doesn't happen because every single face they see is new. God hasn't thrown a repeat in there yet. For me... Old as crap. Yeah. He's like, listen, I gotta throw in one. You're just gonna have to live with it. A little self-realization right there, guys. Oh. But let's get into that great show I was talking about earlier. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. It's time for who's wearing their birthday suit. All right, so I got no Eric, so I'm going to have to give you guys, the listeners, the clue. The first clue for this week's Who's Wearing Their Birthday Suit is he is a famous American who first started playing football at the age of eight. At eight, he played both defensive end and he was a punter. By his senior year in high school, he was all state in three different sports in California. Hmm. Recap real quick. He's a famous American who first started playing football at the age of eight. He played both defensive end and he was the punter. By his senior year in high school, he was all state in three different sports in California. Hmm. Think about it, guys. Mull it over. Chew it up. If you got an answer, shout it out. Maybe I'll hear it. Who knows? But right now, we are going to the fitness news. Hit me. And now, the news. Ah, that's our man Jebediah, in case you're wondering. Found out his name. Our overdub guy, Jebediah. So good, man. You keep on keeping on, Jebediah. We support you. Yes! In our first story, released by ESPN, Kevin Durant has apparently been yelling as if he's an imaginary critic in post-game workouts while he does jump shots. Huh? So while he's shooting these J's, he'll start yelling at himself as if he was this imaginary critic. Oh. Um, and if you heard these uh, insults that he was giving himself... They're pretty lame. Yes! I didn't know it had come to this. He, he couldn't get a coach to do this. He couldn't grab one of Steve Kerr's assistants and be like, hey, just yell derogatory things at me. Yes! Kevin, if you're listening to this broadcast, which I am sure you are because we have such a famous fan base here at Doc G's, uh, I'll do this for you. I can yell out things like that. Let me give it a shot. Hey... KD, doesn't matter how many jump shots you take, you still look like Gumby. 
Hey, Kev, let me ask you a question. Why are you the only guy in the NBA to have reverse sleeve tattoos? How's that tattoo vest going for you? Pretty cool, my man. Hey, KD, let me ask you a question. Why are you 28 years old and 6'10 and you still can't grow as much facial hair as Steph Curry? That's weird. I think that went pretty well. I think those were pretty good. Yes! If you're listening, KD, give me a shot, man. I can be your automatic insult guy. Just saying. Moving on. We're good on that one? Cool. All right. Uh, In other fitness news, a story released by UPI reviewed a scientific study performed by investigators at the University of Penn, which determined that competition may be the best motivator for exercise gains. Scientists conducted the study to explore how social media and other online tools affect individual fitness activity. Uh, The study shows that when social media is used the wrong way, adding social support to an online health program can backfire and make people less likely to choose healthy behaviors. It appears when exercise is geared towards competition, however, they had a 90% higher attendance rate than the control group. Individual and team competition programs were similarly effective at encouraging the participants to exercise. Well, that settles it. Me and Jebediah, our voiceover man, we're going at fitness. You hear me, Jebediah? You hear me over there? We're going at it. Me and you, fitness competition. Mono y mano. Man versus very old man. You hear that, everybody? That's right. I'm putting the fitness news into action. No? You're good? Don't want me to put it into action? Moving on? Okay. In other fitness news, U.S. News recently looked at the 11th annual survey from the American College of Sports Medicine, which surveyed 1,800 health and fitness professionals worldwide and tried to determine what the top fitness trends in 2017 would be. This year's top trend was wearable technology like Fitbits and Apple Watches. Oh, really? There were 42 other possibilities that the 1,800 surveyors could choose. Uh, Other top choices were body weight training, high-intensity interval training, strength training, group training, yoga, and personal training. My top prediction for the 2017 year will be Americans not working out. Was that a choice? Did anybody choose that? Not a choice. Oh, they're going for more of a accentuate the positive? Got it, got it. In other fitness news, USA Today recently released the pay for different coaches in college football. I'm sure by now everybody has heard of this. But if you haven't, Jim Harbaugh was at the top of the list, making $9 million a year. Comparatively, in the NFL, the highest paid NFL coach... 
Pete Carroll at $8 million. If you want another NFL to NCAA comparison, here's another one for you. The highest paid NFL player is Andrew Luck at $24.6 million a year. The highest paid NCAA player is a 24465 person tie at $0. Hmm. That's $0. Oh. $24 million to 0 in other fitness news, Life Hacker recently released a story letting you know how to fake before and after fitness photos. Yes! They gave us some juicy details. First, start with that after picture. Yes. You're going to choose your clothes wisely. Make sure they look good on you. You're going to get a good pump going. Yes. And then step three, you're going to strike a pose in the right lighting. Yes! Once you get to the before picture, you're going to eat a lot. Then you're going to wear the same clothes, but asterisks, you're going to make sure they're the same clothes, but a size smaller. Hmm. Interesting. Then you're going to use lame poses in bright light. Uh, thank you, Life Hacker, for supporting my predicted trend of 2017, which would be no one in America working out. Finally, somebody give me a little information on how to doctor my pictures so that I can look like I worked out without having to do it. I don't have to go to the gym all the time. Jeez, it's tough. Speaking of going to the gym, Sports Illustrated recently released a story interviewing Nina Agdal. Agdal? Agdal? You're so stupid. Somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, story interviewing Nina talking about her workouts and what she did to stay in shape. The former Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover model is all about variety. She likes doing all kinds of different things. Y7 yoga, Aiken's Army, Soul Cycle, Boot Camps, Tone House, SLT, Boxing. She does it all. Ultimately, what she said is, I always tell myself working out is the one thing I won't regret. Like, you'll always regret that slice of pizza. You'll always regret that glass of wine, but you'll never regret a good workout. Hmm. Right now, there's a guy in a hospital reading this story in a full body cast because he got ran over by a truck during one of his bike workouts. It's like, eh. I don't know, Nina. I sort of I sort of regret my last workout a little bit. Yes! Speaking of regret, let's talk about selfies in the gym. Oh no. Recently Pop Sugar released a story saying why these four star trainers think you should be taking more gym selfies. Oh yeah. Apparently Instagram fitness folks such as Kaylee Itsteens, Karina Dawn, Katrina Scott, and Robin Arzon all think that selfies in the gym could be helping propel folks to a higher level of fitness. Huh? Wow. No way. 
So you're telling me that Pop Sugar interviewed four people that got famous by taking a bunch of gym selfies and putting them all over Instagram, and these people are recommending other people to take gym selfies? Yes! What? No way, man. That blows my mind. I'm going to go ahead and draw the line with selfies. As long as you know how to take a good selfie and you can be fairly discreet about it in the gym, then go ahead and let it slide. But if you have to make a big production about it and then it comes out looking like an old person selfie, and by that I mean a selfie where it looks like the person in the shot is looking at the phone like they're not sure if it actually has the capabilities to also be a camera. What? Is there something on here that maybe I can take a picture? What are the odds that a, a phone can do that? That type of selfie? Don't take that selfie. If you can do it the other way, fine. I, I don't care what you do. Finally, in fitness news, a former prison inmate, L.J. Flanders, will be publishing a fitness book titled The Cell Workout on December 29, 2016. The book provides a body weight training program which Flanders devised during his time spent in prison. It's the only way that he could keep his mental and physical health going during his sentence. Flanders said, I had to make body weight training work for me as it was the source I had to keep fit when I was in prison. The Cell Workout is a 10-week regimen that guides readers to understand how to make body weight training work. It provides workouts for people of varying abilities and fitnesses. This is such a good book that I've come up with four different promotion lines for the cell workout. First up, the cell workout shows you just because you're behind bars doesn't mean you can't lift a couple while you're there. Next, you've been sentenced to 8 to 12, but with the cell workout, the prediction for that sentence... Gains. So stupid. The cell workout is the best and least painful glute workout an inmate can have outside of the showers. <laughs> Lastly, the cell workout is so good, you'll go out and rob a convenience store just so you can get thrown in jail and get the full experience. All right, guys, that does it for the fitness news. We are going to move on. And, of course, I know you've been thinking about it all during the fitness news, and I don't blame you. We're going to move on to another clue for who's wearing the birthday suit. A reminder real quick. The first clue was he's an, a famous American who first started playing football at the age of eight, hmm. playing both defensive end and punter. Hmm. By his senior year in high school, he was all-state in three different sports in the state of California. Oh. Now, the next clue is he downed several offers to play college baseball so that he could play football at the University of Nevada. And even after no baseball for three years while he was in college, he was still drafted by the Cubs in the 2009 Major League Baseball draft. But 
he turned that down as well. So again, that second clue is he downed several college baseball scholarships to play football at the University of Nevada. And even after he didn't play baseball for three years while playing football at the University of Nevada, he was drafted by the Cubs in the 2009 Major League Baseball Draft. All right, guys, that's our clue for who's wearing their birthday suit. You know, like I told you, shout it out. Maybe I'll hear you. Yo, 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 listening to Doc G's Funky Grooves and Fitness. Shut your mouth! Moving on to Ripped from the Headlines. I've got just a couple of stories here from the headlines uh, in this week's news that are fairly interesting. From the New York Times, they have a new article that's titled, Don't Drink the Hand Sanitizer. Apparently, around the country, a growing trend is to drink hand sanitizer to become intoxicated. Huh? Apparently this trend uh, began to get notoriety when a banker in a report by the New York Times had started drinking hand sanitizer in the bathroom while working at Wells Fargo to cope with the intense pressure to open unnecessary bank accounts, which was causing her to have panic attacks. Oh, that's what's happening, huh? Now, of all the ways that I know to alter one's perception and state of mind, I'm going to have to rank drinking hand sanitizer pretty low on the scale. Yes! I mean, I can't fully weigh in on the situation because I've never drank hand sanitizer. Come on. But... I'm going to go out on a limb and almost say I'd rather people see me sitting there with an airplane bottle of vodka rather than have to drink hand sanitizer. Hey, uh, Ben, can I get those uh, forms from you when you get a chance? And uh... Hey, why does your breath smell like lavender? Oh, no reason. I wasn't in the uh, bathroom drinking hand sanitizer. That's that's for sure. You don't have to worry about that. Ship shape here. Oh, yeah. That just doesn't seem like a good time at all. In other news ripped from the headlines, Business Insider released a story detailing that by the end of the year in Japan, there would be over 65,000 people over the age of 100 years old. Huh? That would include 32,000 new 100-year-olds this year alone. What are they doing right over in Japan? Because something 
is really beating the crap out of whatever other countries are doing. 65,000 hundred-year-olds? That is ridiculous. Yes! Just go ahead and think about Arizona State University. All right. And instead of having students, replace them with all hundred-year-olds. Ew. That's basically how many hundred-year-old people there are in Japan. It's ridiculous. Yes! You know, the other day I went into Publix and I saw at their birthday card rack, they had a card for a hundred-year-old. And I thought in my head, I was like, why do they even have that out in the store? Who's that for? Who's going to come into the store and be like, oh, thank God they still got one, 100-year-old. This is the third 100-year-old person's party I've been to this week, finally. They got these cards. That's not a help in our country, but in Japan, I hope they've got their 100-year-old birthday cards stocked because apparently they're going to have a lot of birthdays this year. But that's how we do it, guys. That is ripped from the headlines. So, you know what time it is. It's time for another clue of who's wearing their birthday suit. I hope somebody out there, a gumshoe, if you will, has already guessed who our person is for this week. But, let's continue with the clues. The next clue is, in 2013... Our birthday suit wearer became a spokesperson for the company Muscle Farm. Oh. Okay, so review of the clues. He's a famous American who first started playing football at the age of eight, playing both defensive end and punter. By the senior year of high school, he was a, he was all state in three different sports in California. Next clue. He downed multiple college scholarship offers for baseball to play football at the University of Nevada. And even after not playing baseball for three years, he was drafted in the 2009 Major League Baseball draft by the Cubs, but he turned that down. Our last clue, in 2013, he was sponsored by Muscle Farm. Those are our three clues. Think about it, guys. Think about it. But it's about time in the show for that weekly tradition known as the football recap. Normally, Eric goes over these, but since he is a wanted man, I guess I'll have to do it myself. So, let's go ahead and start off on Thursday night. We had Virginia Tech versus Pittsburgh. Ended up 39-36 to in Virginia Tech's favor, continuing their winning streak. Uh, on Saturday, we had the showdown in Michigan. Michigan versus Michigan State. Michigan ended up winning 32-23, to keeping their number two spot. Clemson, in the game of the week against Florida State, barely eked by 37-34 to to stay unbeaten. Jimbo Fisher was not happy. Number four, Washington, ended up beating number 17, Utah, 31-24. to In the surprise of the week, Louisville almost lost to Virginia, but ended up winning by a touchdown at the end of the game, 32-25. Ohio State beat Northwestern, barely, 24-20. In overtime, Wisconsin beat the unbeaten Nebraska, 23-17. In the Big 12, Texas got a little bit of pride back by beating unbeaten Baylor 35-34. 
Texas A&M beat the dominant New Mexico State somehow 52-10. to In the Big 12, also West Virginia, the unbeaten team, lost to Oklahoma State 37-20. to In the SEC, right here in Jacksonville, Florida beat Georgia 24-10. Auburn beat Ole Miss 40-29. Man, that playoff dream of Ole Miss keeps getting further and further away. Oklahoma just put a hurting on Kansas 56-3. South Carolina with a surprising win against Tennessee. 24 to 21 and lastly Penn State put a hurting on Purdue 62 to 24. So what are the big matchups for this weekend you ask? Well I'm glad you asked because I'm going to tell you. The two big matchups we have are our two ranked matchups this weekend. We have Alabama versus LSU, which for the past, I don't know, seven years has been one of the biggest games of the year. Some people are saying that it may not be as big a matchup as it used to be just because they don't think LSU is what it used to be. But guess what? They're rolling right now. Ogeron has that team going. Fournette's running like a machine, and they've got some confidence again. So this is going to be a hard test for that number one Alabama team. I still think Alabama comes out on top. I just don't see a a way of LSU winning. But I can tell you one thing. If they do win, Ogeron's got that job 100%. If he wins that game, no questions. They're giving him that job. In the other game... We have Nebraska versus Ohio State. Nebraska just lost in overtime to Wisconsin. They're ranked number 10 now. Ohio State's ranked number 6. Uh, it's a 7-1 team versus a 7-1 team, ranking in the top 10. Uh, I think Nebraska's going to get beat pretty bad here. I was surprised how they hung in there against Wisconsin this past week. And I gonna do it against Ohio State. It's Ohio State, and Ohio State's been rolling, and they're going to roll right over them. So, uh, that will be the games for this week. All right, it's time for another clue. Here we go. Another clue for who's wearing their birthday suit. This clue is, also in 2013... He was really in his birthday suit in ESPN the magazine's The Body Issue. So, recap real quick. Famous American who started playing football at the age of eight, played both defensive end and punter. By his senior year in high school, he was all-state in three different sports in California. He turned down several college baseball offers to play college football at the University of Nevada, and even after not playing baseball for three years, he ended up being drafted by the Cubs in the 2009 Major League Baseball draft, but he turned that down. He is a Muscle Farm representative. He was sponsored by the company in 2013. And our last clue, in 2013, he really was in his birthday suit in ESPN, the magazine's body issue. I hope you guys got your thinking caps on. I hope some of you out there have already decided who this is. Okay, 
As I promised at the beginning of the show, we have a little bit of LeBron James news. So this week, LeBron James had a Halloween party. And at this Halloween party, the theme was basically dissing the Warriors in an understated, typical LeBron James fashion way. So he had a drum set that said... 3-1 lead, signifying the lead that the Warriors lost during the finals last year to the Cavaliers. And he had some cookies, which the cookies on Closer Look were tombstones with Steph Curry's name and Clay Thompson's name on them. And then there were beside some cookies that had the outline of Drake's Al on them, which is just stupid. I don't see why he had those cookies there. It doesn't even meet the other theme that he had. But regardless, it's crap like this that makes LeBron James so annoying. He's always got to do some kind of petty crap like this and then let it just slip out into the social media and be like, what? Oh, I didn't know the people were going to see my party. It's not like there were 40 people putting pictures on Instagram and on Twitter how to get out there. Oh, man. Let me first say that a 3-1 lead that was blown by the Warriors is not something to brag about if you're the Cavaliers. You know what's better than winning in seven games? Winning in six. You know what's better than that? Winning in five. Do you see where I'm going? Maybe. And regardless of how many games it took to win, I don't remember any other team having a Halloween party celebrating the quote-unquote death of the team they played in the finals. I don't remember the 2015 Warriors having little cupcakes with LeBron's tombstone on them and Kyrie's tombstone on them. Or how about the 2011 Mavericks? Dirk could have had a little kazoo and a little cupcake with Chris Bosh on it. A little cupcake with LeBron James on it. I don't remember that. How about the 2007 Spurs? Timmy D. Tim Duncan could have been sitting there with his little LeBron James cupcake. Maybe a kazoo. Maybe a little hat. Maybe even a kick drum behind him. But instead of saying 3-1 lead, he could have had 4-0 sweep. Because he swept the Cavaliers in 2007. That's right. He didn't have to take seven games. He won in four. But guess what? He didn't have a party. Why? Because Tim Duncan doesn't do annoying crap, like have Halloween parties with a theme for the imaginary deaths of the people that he beat in the finals. He'd have to have five parties. Unlike LeBron James's three parties. LeBron has three parties that he'd be a tombstone at. Well, that's what's happening, huh? Now, the funny thing is, is if you can imagine if one of those teams that I mentioned before actually did have that party, do you know how much of a reaction you would have got out of LeBron James? He would have made such a big deal of that. All I'm saying is, he better be ready when playoff time comes this year. Because after having that party, if he loses to any team, he's going to look pretty stupid. And you better believe I'll be happy to be the first person sitting there saying, Hey, you remember when you had that Halloween party and you had little tombstones of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson? Remember how those ghosts came back to haunt you? And you didn't win the championship? 
and now you feel pretty dumb? Yeah. That's my Laron update for you guys. But that's enough sports for this week. Let's go ahead and switch gears to talk about our funky moment this week. Which would be to talk about the band Blackberry Smoke and their new album, uh, Like an Arrow. You heard a little bit off of that album. That was the first song you heard during our first musical break, which was Waiting on the Thunder, which in my opinion, is the best uh, song of that album. Really love that jam. But overall, if you haven't heard of Blackberry Smoke, uh, basically they're a southern rock band. Uh, What Jaron Johnston says is, Smoke is to southern rock what Sturgill Simpson is to country. They keep it classic and pure, yet constantly bring new fans to the genre. We have always looked up to those guys. They are going to be carrying the torch that the Almonds and Leonard Skinner help light. Speaking of the Almonds, they actually got a little bit of help from the remaining Almond, Greg Almond. On the song Free on the Wing, Greg Almond actually helped sing the song. Uh, so you get a little bit of help from the godfather of Southern Rock in this album. Overall, really good album. If you haven't got a chance to check it out, I would say check it out if you're a fan of Southern Rock. mouth. But all right, guys, we are going to finish up who's wearing their birthday suit. So let me recap those clues. He's a famous American who started playing football at the age of eight, playing both defensive end and punter. By his senior year in high school, he was all-state in three different sports in the state of California. He turned down multiple college baseball scholarships to play football at the University of Nevada. And even after not playing baseball for three years, he was drafted by the Cubs in the 2009 Major League Baseball draft. He is a spokesperson for this company Muscle Farm. He started that in 2013. Also in 2013, he was really featured in his birthday suit in ESPN the magazine's The Body Issue. Our last clue. The person who's wearing their birthday suit was the cover of the Time Magazine October 2016 issue. He was on the cover of Time Magazine, October 2016. Hmm. Does anyone out there know who is wearing their birthday suit? If you said Colin Kaepernick, you are correct. Sound the applause. <laughs> 
All right, Colin Kaepernick, born on November 3rd, would be who's wearing our birthday suit for this week. Good time, as always, in that segment. Before we go, guys, it's time for Timmy Tebow update. It's a little bit serious this week, guys. I'm going to be honest. Get your serious hats on, okay? This week in the Arizona Fall League, Timmy Tebow, he he got injured. He was at first base. He was going to still second, and he came up came up holding his leg. Now, officials from the Mets say that this isn't a serious injury. They don't have any idea how this will hinder his performance or how long he'll be out. But this is just more evidence to me that Timmy T should be here on the Doc G Show. He should be heading this thing up with me, Tim. The offer's still out there. Even though you completely ignored me when you came to Jacksonville, I'm okay with that. I'm over to look. Uh, I'm 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 willing to overlook that if you are. Okay. Uh, also, to keep up with his baseball stats, five for thirty-four as of Monday. Five of thirty-four on his hitting. So hey, four more hits to add to that load. That's not bad. All right. That's the Timmy Tebow update, and as per usual, that will do it for us here on the show. So for the Doc G Show, I am Doc G, and until next week, zip it up and zip it out.